This episode is brought to you by Zeratech Software Development. Are you a company whose commitment to excellence demands effective software tools? Let the team at Zeratech Software Development help build or enhance your technological systems with mobile, web, and backend solutions. You can find them at zeratech.com. That's X-E-R-A-T-E-C.com. Hey guys, uh, today is a, I'm doing another uh, reflection episode. This would be the, if you want to call it, the end of season one. Uh, so a few th- few different things I'm looking at. My my wife and I are moving out to North Dakota, which we're super excited about. Um, we've got some family moving out there as well. Um, so that's going to be a, a, a huge, big adventure for us. Um, but I wanted to do another reflection episode and kind of talk about what the podcast has been. Uh, not that I should necessarily, but really just uh, I feel like we've been on a journey. I've had a ton of guests that have been on here. Uh, and I feel like this has been a, a fun, fun process for me personally. Uh, and I feel like some people may want to hear what it's been like, uh, what the podcast has been, uh, how it's going to be moving forward, all that kind of stuff. But, um, it's crazy to look back at. I mean, I, I think this will be episode 99 and that includes my intro, my reflection episode. So I think I've done, you know, 95 episodes, for example, since I started this in January of last year, uh, but just crazy, crazy stories. I mean, you'd think, uh, uh, it would be, I don't know. I don't know what you'd think it'd be, but it's, uh, crazy. You talk to these different folks and, and, and I think what it is, sometimes you might underestimate what you're going to expect going into each episode sometimes. And then you get there and it's just every time unbelievable. Uh, but it's been uh, super interesting just to hear again, what, why I all started this, like what makes people tick. Uh, I've learned so much, uh, and then through it all during this process, um, and I guess this ties into why we're moving to North Dakota. And I shouldn't say why, uh, it can tie into part of why we're moving to North Dakota, uh, through this whole process, had some health stuff come up, some, some like arthritis, autoimmune stuff that I'm working through. Um, and again, I've, I've said this before on here, it's like getting a, a red Jeep. Once you have one, you realize everybody has a red Jeep. It's kind of a similar deal. A lot of people dealing with a lot of these chronic things that they're trying to figure out. But anyways, um, uh, really it's, I've talked to b- before or several people have asked me, Hey, well, you know, what are you guys going out there for? And I kind of give them the story of what it is, why it is. Um, and it's kind of the same deal. The pull from out there is greater than the push from here. We love it here. We enjoy it here. Our family's here. Uh, my real estate brokers have been unbelievable to work for. I'm super happy there. Uh, so it's really more the pull from the West that North Dakota landscape, that lifestyle, something we just really miss and really enjoyed. And we don't know tentatively we're thinking five years and play it by ear and go from there. Um, part of it though, is the health side of things with a role like real estate. There's, it can be hard to disconnect. Uh, and, and you know, if you get that, you know, you're in the middle of making supper and you get that 8:30 PM text and then offer needs to get in by midnight and you're neglecting your family, stuff like that. There's a lot of boundaries that can be hard to, hard to manage. Um, I, I think th- that can tie into what stress is and learning that stress is a part of whatever this health stuff that I'm going through is. Um, and, and, and just thinking about that, like, is it worth pursuing another role in an area where stress could be lower potentially, uh, and test that to see how does that play out on a physical level? 
Um, but yeah, so that's part of it. But again, the, the, I'd say the truly the bigger the bigger push is or the bigger pull is just that area. Um, and and again, we've got family heading out there. Uh, my wife is excited. My kids are excited. Uh, it feels like the timing is right, and it feels like something we need to do. So we're we're super pumped. Um, but looking back on the podcast again, uh, yeah, crazy, crazy to think about. Uh, again, you meet a lot of cool, cool, interesting people. And I got a ton of awesome feedback of like, Hey man, that made me think of this or, uh, all, you know, lots of, lots of positive feedback through the whole, the whole process. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, hopefully, hopefully you guys have enjoyed it along the way. Again, I would say this is what you'd call the the end. I'm going to call it the end of season one, because after this, we're moving to North Dakota. Uh, I'd still be doing episodes out there, but I just need to settle into our new life in that area. See what schedules are like, see what timing is like. Uh, for sure. We'll be doing again, future episodes out in that world, but it'll be under the, the season two category, if you want to call it that. Um, but yeah, I know I, again, it's, uh, I really appreciate all the guests that have come on all the feedback, all the support, uh, all that kind of stuff. And if you guys have any questions, thoughts, let me know for sure. Otherwise, uh, I'll get into the different, uh, like I do on each of these, I get into some, some highlights or a fun little snapshot of each episode since, uh, the last time I did it. So here you go. Thanks guys. And again, we'll be, we'll be continuing on, but it may be a different schedule or a different pace, or it might be a slight delay here as we're, as we're headed West. So thanks guys. Forrester Research interviewed 206 senior technology leaders in major organizations responsible for software development sourcing. 63% said their software development service partners do not have a full understanding of their end customer. If you're dead serious about moving faster and getting more done, Zeratech Software Development can help you move forward with confidence. Let the team at Zeratech Software Development help solve your problems with mobile, web, and backend solutions. As they align with their clients, they use a proven method to understand the scope of the problem and help demystify the steps to make it go away. They will deliver the software solution you need, and they do it with the integrity that you'd expect from a family-owned business in the heartland of America. Schedule a call with the team at Zeratech today at zeratech.com. That's X-E-R-A-T-E-C.com. Welcome to the Obsessed Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Herkus. In this podcast, we get to meet and hear from folks who are obsessed with a wide array of interesting endeavors. We dive into some awesome stories and look at the mindsets and the psychology of those who are obsessed. Let's go. There's there's a lot of history from it. It was an old mining town, Kennecott Mine. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what started it. So they were up there mining copper, a few other things, maybe the mine got shut down. All the miners are there. They went to bed at night and they woke up the next morning to the mine being shut down. And everyone told them they have so much time to get out, Wow! leave everything, everything got left behind. And McCarthy kind of got, from what I understand, you could fact check it a little bit, but what I understand McCarthy kind of started is about a five miles down the trail they started a little town the people who didn't want to leave and that became mccarthy alaska huh. 
Yeah, so that was at the novice level I started that first year, and then we moved up to the junior level, and you go to the Olympics at the senior level. So I did junior level when I was in high school, Mm -hmm. and I got to go to, yeah, I don't know how many countries, which was cool, like, to start going to Estonia and France. And then then when I stopped high school, that's when I thought um, I was going to be done with that, my... uh, it was a pretty intense environment. My coach was Latvian, and then her other her sidekick was Russian, and they, mm-hmm. uh, t- yeah, they had very strict. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about, yeah, let's say, yeah, she would make us like run around the rink wearing masks, and then, uh, and then do our like run-throughs wearing masks on the ice when it's like super foggy inside, and you're. Like having asthma attacks, <laughs> but it was good. Right. Like we were in such good shape. Anyway, hmm. um, and then when I went back to skating in Colorado with a, a different partner, um, then we started competing senior level. So, and then we traveled, and yeah, we did pretty well internationally and nationally there too. But even just you get older, right? Mm. Like there's just more stress in your life. And you have to figure out a way. By the way, I did not envision this conversation going like this. But, <laughs> but, um, but you just have to, you have to realize or come to grips with, but also, like, maybe, maybe I should phrase it like this. My parents granted me that landscape, that time, that place. Mm-hmm to enjoy and, and like did we enjoy right me and my brother two kids growing up farm next door we just went out and had a blast every day mm-hmm. um now it's my turn to give my kids a similar thing right yeah and it, it's not like i'm just over here slaving you know and i never see my kids or something like mm-hmm. that but th- the point remains that people should be proud of i guess the bottom line is people should be proud of their work um and just find the and the glory in, in the everyday things, right? And and promote people that are that are doing good stuff and have a positive message. I yeah. guess that's the bottom line. Yeah. What jumps out to me though is like, uh, man, because I think everybody can relate to this. That's uh, how old are you? I'm trying to think of we're, we're I'm, within uh, a year or two of each other. Right? I'm 25. 20. Yeah, 25. Okay, so I'm a few years ahead of you. 29. Uh, trying to think my ears blend together too anyways uh i I bet you a lot of people our age can relate you've got those younger years which are again in hindsight they're blissful right obviously Mm -hmm. there's pain and struggle and whatever else but then and then you get into like college and you get in this but then you get into fatherhood and kids and busyness and bills and all this stuff right you can get sucked on or up pretty quick right absolutely uh and for me i feel like it's uh, what i don't know if this is true or not but i feel like I could see it being where this is a many things that it accomplishes for you. Like for me, for my podcast, I could, I could list for about 20 benefits that it has, but I don't know if you, I'd have to sit there and rank order them, but obviously the intellectual pursuit, the challenge, meeting cool people, whatever else. Right. But I could see it being a thing too, where it's like intentionally seeing the beauty, just like you said, yeah, yeah. right. And, and getting yourself out of this, uh, headspace where you're sometimes just, not going through the motions in a way or you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I had just turned 
turned 50 the previous January, so I'd be 51 that next January. So anyway, I, I told Tom next year I'm running this this, this 5K with you. Mm -hmm. And so like over the course of winter, I started running in the treadmill, just building myself up. And I'd run, you know, like inter intervals where I'd run like for five minutes and then walk for two and then run for five. And eventually I could run the whole, um, you know, 5K on the treadmill. But I still, I don't think I really ran outside a whole lot, but I was just starting to, by, by springtime, I was running, um, you know, a couple miles to the gym, a couple miles home and building that up. And then, so when I ran this first 5K, then the following year is 2007 and I was 51 years old and feeling pretty good. The fact that I'd run a 5K, I, that was, mm -hmm. I was, it, it was exciting. It was, and I, and the first time I two, I realized the vibe of the running community, you know, hmm. everyone was kind of, just kind of a happy crowd. Again, hunting out west, mule deer hunting, stuff like that and stuff locally. Like I said, you look at my Onyx, it's an absurd amount oh, of pins yeah, of like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm more time than I have, you know what I mean? I can't yeah. even, I can't even begin to comprehend. But one of the cool places I had this guy, kind of a crazy story. I was working out west at a sack, uh, Chevy and Cadillac dealership doing sales out there in Dickinson, North Dakota. Oh. And I had this guy, you know, I was out in the lobby uh, and this, and I need to make it there, but I had this guy sitting on the bench right there drinking coffee and I just, whatever, I was slow or whatever else, just started chatting with him. We started talking deer hunting and his eyes lit up. He's like, yeah, I'm a mule deer hunter or whatever else. And then we were like talking about mule deer hunting and all excited about it. And he stopped and he's like, perfectly healthy looking guy, 45 years old. He's like, look, I, I gotta tell you something. He's like, I, I, I recently got told I got six months left, left to live. And I'm like, really? I, I thought he was joking, but so I didn't know how to respond. And he's like, yeah, and he's like, I want to tell you about a hunting spot uh, on a western state. He said, uh, write this down. Uh, again, I'm still yeah. thinking he's joking, but I go, okay, yeah. I'll write it down, you know. Start writing it down. He's like, hey, go 15 miles down this road, take a left here, take a right here, take a left at this tower, drive 8.2 miles here, whatever, stop here, hike to here, go to this point. I got him writing all this down, thinking there's no way this guy's being real. Boom, whatever. That was the end of it. I'm like, hey, man, I'm sorry to hear that. It's not fun, whatever. And we And then moved on about our day about a month or two later two months later i'm like oh man that guy's name his name is pat he's like pat told me about the hunting spot i wonder if this is real like it's got to be a joke you know mm -hmm. so i googled his name and sure enough there's his obituary he had died about a week or two before that then this was a couple wow. months after and i looked at this and i'm like holy crap he wasn't kidding i honestly thought like he was joking or whatever i'm like okay pull up google earth start off pulling up his directions i'm like this is real stuff to the T, I still got my this note on my phone of where he's describing me. Go to this tower, go to this lookout. And he's like, go on the south side of these meadows on a big snowstorm. He said, uh, wait till the big snowstorm. He's killed several 30-inch mule deer out of this these meadows in these huge snowstorms. He said, you have to snowshoe in there. It's a pain in the butt to get to there. But he's, yeah. and and look, and sure enough, you park right here. There's the meadows, whatever else. I've got that point. Have, but, have uh, you done it? No. Oh, uh, you got to do it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, but even just to go look at it. Yeah. Even if it's yeah. outside of hunting season or whatever. That's a, but that's a hell of a story. Yeah. I still have that note sitting on my yeah. phone, and I still got his obituary saved. And well, when you, when you do that hunt, you got to let me know, and I'll, I'll write about it. Yeah. Seriously, that's a, that's a hell of a story. Yeah. For a while longer, uh, because, I don't know, the, the older I get, the more fascinating life becomes to me, too. Hmm. Just not just my life but others lives mm -hmm. and um the more i want to know about others lives i think when i was 30 you know 
I don't want to use the word narcissistic, but I, I didn't care that much about what other people thought or did. You know, I was, um, I think when you're 30, you think you got the world, you know, uh, in, in the palm of your hands. Mm -hmm. And, um, as you get older, <laughs> you realize, no, you know, you weren't even close. You weren't yeah. even close. Um, and I think too, there's a song lyric and I can't even remember exactly how it goes or who sings it, but, um, actually the lyric goes, the more I know, uh, the less I understand. Huh. To me, I think of like, okay, you have this, you go through the exercise and, and you walk away with this enlightenment of like, man, I should treat people better. I should, mm -hmm. I should take care of myself. I should, I should take care of my family. Uh, and that's all wrapped up in this one sentiment of, instead of you talk about being uh, fear of death, not being fear of death, but start living. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and start pursuing these things that are important to you or whatever. Right. But have it caught up in some phrase. I don't know what it would be. I'd have to think about it for a while and put like a placard above your door. Yeah, like on your mantra. Bedroom, like hit it as you walk out the yeah. door every day, yeah. every morning or something, just to keep you back yeah. in that frame of mind of let the little things go. Yeah. Focus on what's important and yep. go from there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the other thing it will do is make you grateful. Yeah. For, for things that you normally don't see yourself as being grateful for. Mm -hmm. Is there a... <clears throat> But I was thinking about you selling your oil or your North Dakota truck or you're selling that that truck that had all those issues. I was thinking to myself that it's probably one of those deals where you had nothing but headaches, but by the time you sell it, you hope probably got just about through the headaches and it would have been just fine. Yeah. After that. <clears throat> and I, I kept, I still am in contact with the guy who bought my log truck. Yeah. Uh, it actually <clears throat> ended up burning. Hmm. Um, <laughs> which I, I, sh I shouldn't have. but it was a couple years after i'd sold it you know it wasn't yeah. it wasn't like yeah you know three months later the truck burned <laughs> i was just gonna say that you but, probably did all the work yeah and it was perfect after yeah. that but then no and i don't bring yeah, it I, I think you know it was a good i i would say you know like i talked to him for quite a bit after because he he was new to he like he never ran he was a truck he was an owner operator like you know doing like the b train like the flatbed stuff <laughs> and he he never ran a log truck before so you, with a log truck you kind of got to be a little bit you got to be an operator and a driver you know you got to load it and, and sure. drive it and then when you were talking about going by the log truck it made me think of this time i don't know if i ever told you this story when i was living in dickinson i had this, i ended up selling the 85 chevy bought a 97 chevy yep uh and i wanted a toolbox for it and this guy had this toolbox on bizman for 100 bucks I was like, man, that looks nice. And it's been on there for three months or whatever. I'm like, okay, this thing's clearly not moving. I text the guy. I was like, hey, you got that toolbox sale? He's like, yeah. I was like, would you would you take 40 bucks for it? And he said, I'd hang on to it for that. And for whatever reason, in like when I was like eating supper, reading it or whatever else, I read it as like, yes, I'll take 40 bucks. And so much so that I will hang on to you, <laughs> hang on to it for, for you. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, sweet. I was like, do you want to? go check it out you know like he's like yeah meet me at these storage barns three and a half miles south of town over. <laughs> so i'm going there <laughs> i got my 40 bucks with me ready to go buy yeah. this thing you know and i get there and the 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 springs on it aren't working quite right the lock doesn't work and i'm like i don't know if i want to spend 40 bucks on this thing you know yeah. and i ask him i look i was like you know look the springs aren't working the lock's not working i said would you take 30 bucks for it and he looks at me he's like <laughs> looks at me a little sideways like I guess I'd take 40. I'm like, man, this guy, he drives a hard bargain, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, shoot, you got me. Here's your 40 bucks, you know? And 
throw the toolbox on him, drive away, and it hit me. I'm like, that guy never was going to even sell it to me for 40. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I remember funny. thinking afterwards, that guy, he's like, I would not sell it to you for 40. So I'm like, okay, meet me down there. And then I offer the guy 30 bucks. He had to been like... <laughs> <laughs> And he gets on that and I was like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> this is all over now. And he's just walking straight towards me. I don't have anything for cover. I'm like, this is gonna end up bad. Yeah. And so I just ducked my head down a little bit, hit, hid my face from him with the brim of my hat and let him just, you know, I was trying not to breathe, you know, even my bino harness is moving. I'm like, he's gonna see that movement and he's yeah. gonna blow it up. And he walks right up to a few feet away from me and stops. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. I always joke that if I had two lifetimes, I'd spend the first one reading books. I'd yeah. lock myself in a huge library, read all the books I can, and then do whatever I do after that. Because, like, again, it's always kind of frustrating me the fact that you have to learn who you are and what you are without being able to go, all right, first, can I read through all these introduction textbooks from math, physics, chemistry, biology, up to human psychology, and then I'll be ready to go, right? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Because right. like, then you have all the background, plus a big old concise history of the world. I still remember when he came in, because I was on the third floor of this older building in, in Southfield, and um, yeah, the heat didn't work in the wintertime, the, the <laughs> light was flickering, the AC didn't work in the summertime, and it was like a sweat box in the summer, and he just froze in the winter. And I just had one desk that I'd bought at a garage sale on a phone and an old computer. And this guy, you know, I knew he was coming in. And and uh, so I went down, I looked out the window, and he pulls up in a Mercedes. You know, he comes walking out. So I saw him walking up the stairs. And so I ran back into my office, and he comes in, and he's got like an Armani suit on, Rolex watch. And I'm sitting there with my JCPenney Hager pants on and a wrinkled white shirt. And I'm standing behind my desk. I'm nervous. And like three shifts in, he set up a goal. Then five shifts in, he set up, set up the tying goal. They ended up winning, I think, five to four. Hmm. And he had a goal and assist in that game. And then, he, you know, so I called Nick after the game, and I'm kind of chirping him. He's like, <laughs> he's like, man, if this, uh, that, that was crazy. He's like, if this kid keeps playing like this, I'm not taking him out of the lineup. I'm like, you ain't, he ain't coming out of your lineup ever again. Hey, guys, thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have and you feel so inclined, share this podcast with your friends, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, and give us some feedback with a review. Until next time, thank you.